0: Uh, back in 2007, Ryan Clark was playing in Denver. Uh, Ryan Clark has sickle cell trait. I also have sickle cell trait. And sometimes you can have a reaction to altitude with the sickle cell trait, not even the disease. So he was feeling his he was feeling this incredible pain in his left side as they were getting ready to play this game. So he ended up being rushed to the hospital and they had to take out his spleen and his gallbladder. And even though he had gotten cleared after that to play at altitude, the Steelers for the rest of, I think he played another four or five years, the Steelers, whenever they would go to Denver, they would deactivate him so that they, they didn't want to put him in any sort of danger. So, it's not apples to apples, but this this was a life or death situation that Ryan Clark was in, and he talked about what impact it had on him as as a player, on what impact it had on his teammates. Take a listen.
2: What words can we even put to this? What,
3: what would you share? I think, share? The, I think the, the first thing this is the song. This is about Demar Hamlin, mm-hmm. and um, it's about a young man at 24 years old that was living his dream. That a few hours ago was getting ready to play the biggest game of his NFL career. And there was probably nowhere else in the world he wanted to be. And now he fights for his life. And when DeMar Hamlin falls to the turf and when you see the medical staff rush to the field and both teams are on the field, you realize this isn't normal. You realize this isn't just football. And so many times in this game and in our job as well, we use the cliches, you know, I'm ready to die for this. I'm willing to give my life for this. It's, it's time to go to war. And I think sometimes we use those things so much, we forget that part of living this dream is putting your life at risk. And tonight, you know, we got to see a side of football that is extremely ugly, a side of football that no one ever the side of football that no one ever wants to see mm-hmm. or never wants to admit exists. When you see both teams on the field crying in that way, your first thought is Damar Hamlin. Yep. The second thought is his family. And this isn't about a football player, right? This is about a human. This is about a brother. This is about a son. This is about a friend. This is about someone who is loved by so many that you have to watch go through this. I, um, I dealt with this before and I watched my teammates for days come to my hospital bed and just cry. I had them call me and tell me that they didn't think I was gonna make it and now this team has to deal with that and they have no answers. Mm-hmm. And so the next time I think that we get upset at our favorite fantasy player <laughs> or we're, we're upset that the, the guy on our team doesn't make the play and we're saying he's worthless and we're saying you get to make all this money we should remember that these men are putting their lives on the line to live their dream. And tonight, Damar Hamlin's dream became a nightmare for not only himself, but his family and his entire team. I can't
0: even imagine some of the like whiplash trauma that Clark was feeling seeing this, knowing that he was in a similar but not the same position of possibly dying in front of his teammates and then being the you know the being there for them as they're trying to be there for him that that the, the, nice. they're coming to the hospital and they're you know crying and and trying to figure it out and all of this stuff that, that to me is why i give a lot of credit i'm until someone proves to me otherwise without a shadow of a doubt i am going to give credit to the players and the coaches for making sure that this game didn't go forward.
1: This was ESPN's Lisa Salters, a sideline report describing what she was experiencing covering this.
2: It's hard uh, because like you guys have said, this is a, this is a human being. And all you can really think about is, you know, I hope, I hope that guy is okay. We we've seen players go down with head injuries before and, as horrible as that may sound, we've grown accustomed to it, seeing guys take hard hits, uh, see them stay down for a little while, get back up, give the thumbs up. And mm-hmm. and that's all we were all hoping for, was that that DeMar Hamlin was going to get up and that he was going to get on in that ambulance, he was going to give us a thumbs up, and we were all going to know that he was okay. And, and, and when that didn't happen, I think this entire stadium was just devastated. I mean, I mean, right now, all I can really think about is, is that player, his teammates, just seeing the agony on their faces, the concern on their faces. They're scared for him right now, and they should be. Uh, we all should be. Uh, but to see them hugging each other, uh, down on their knees, praying for him, his coach, the other team, their head coach, those players, uh, just to see how much unity and and just unified concern that they all had for this young man. Um, it's been overwhelming. There's a pall over the stadium right now. Uh, like you said, Scott, you come to work. We're expecting to see the game of the season. Uh, and what we got was so terrible. But that doesn't really matter. All that really matters is uh, is DeMar Hamlin and his family. And we just can't say it enough that we hope that he's okay.
0: I thought Lisa Salters was... Uh... Excellent. Yesterday. And everything that goes into a live broadcast, Dan, you've done play-by-play. Tr- trying to stay on the air while also getting the information is difficult. Now, when it's a an operation like ESPN, they've got options. You know, they Let's rally the studio show. Let's get everyone in place there so that we can take some of the pressure off of Joe and Troy so that they don't have to... Tap dance for 45 minutes. Let's go to our sideline reporter who's really good at handling all sorts of stuff, including this. But what I enjoyed about Lisa's coverage yesterday was her humanity. What I enjoy about her mostly is her ability to not make it about her. But I felt that there was a human element to her reporting that came through the television yesterday and it's a fine line and the things that we're taught in journalism school or told by news directors is is to to not to not be objective be objective and try to be above it but in moments like that it's really hard and i i like when i'm seeing more honest moments like that because everyone is scared and terrified
1: There is a difference between journalism and broadcasting. For sure. And there is a time when a journalist also can be a broadcaster in the truest sense of what that, that I think still means. And part of, and and recognizing humanity and giving a little bit of yourself is essential to being a broadcaster sometimes. And that may conflict with hardcore. Journalism, capital broadcasting, and journalism is what I think uh, was done very well last night by some very mature professionals. I agree
0: wholeheartedly. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. <laughs>